happen now? They asked for Alpha Company's help. We'll link up with Charlie Company tomorrow and make a sweep of the area to see what we can find. You think we'll find the missing bodies? I don't know. We may run into the B.C. first. So we should prepare for the worst and be ready for anything. John took a few deep breaths. I sure hope there aren't going to be any V.C. around. I'm not too fond of a firefight either, but don't lose any sleep worrying about it. That'll just make you crazy, Sixpack advised, and then started to walk away. I'll see you in the morning. John lay back down and tried to make himself as comfortable as possible. The exotic sounds of jungle wildlife were especially loud tonight. In the twilight, he tried to spot stars in the sky through the thick overhead growth. He knew it wasn't possible to see the sun through the dense trees in the daytime, but just maybe it was different at night. His astronomy search ended abruptly when he spotted something he hadn't noticed earlier. Just several feet above his head were two huge spiders, both as big as pancakes, and sitting in the exact center of their circular webs. A chill ran down his spine, and goosebumps broke out on his arms. He was scared to death of spiders, and it was too late to move to a new area. Furthermore, by no means was he going to knock them from their webs to crawl around on the ground with him. Now, finding himself in an uncomfortable position, there was no alternative but to keep his eye on them. He stared at them for ten minutes, just to make sure they did not move around. As he did this, he noticed swarms of flying insects above the webs. The larger dragonflies and horseflies dominated the airspace as they darted through swarms of buzzing mosquitoes. He hoped that a few of them would get caught in the webs so the spiders would be occupied for the rest of the night and wouldn't drop on him while he slept. John covered up with the poncho liner and tucked it in over his head. It was enough to keep out the swarms of flying insects, but the buzzing around his ears was unbearable. Hey, Polak, get up! It's your watch! Someone whispered in his ear. He sat upright and tried focusing his eyes in the now pitch-black darkness. It was no use, and he wondered if it was possible to have gone blind while asleep. Who's that? It's Gout, the same voice replied. Take hold of my arm, and I'll guide you to the watch area. He picked up his rifle and ammo, then snatched a handful of Scout's shirt, following him like a blind man. In spite of his best efforts earlier to memorize landmarks, John was very unaware of his location, which caused a feeling of total helplessness. Are you going to be all right, Pollock? Scout asked. Sensing something was wrong. Scout, I think I'm blind. I can't see shit, John whispered. Give it a couple of minutes. Just sit down and I'll stick around until your night vision comes to you, John said quietly with Scout. After a few minutes, he could finally make out the shadows of a few bushes and trees to his front. When John turned to face him, he could see the sharply defined profile of the Cherokee soldier nicknamed Scout, sitting next to him in the darkness. Okay, thanks. I can see you. So I'll be fine now. I'm glad. It is always a bitch when you first wake up in the bush. It happens to everyone. Oh, well, at least I still have 45 minutes to get some sleep. Here's the radio handset, he said, holding it out and tapping him on the shoulder. I'll see you later. He vanished into the darkness, leaving John alone at watch. John sat perfectly still, straining to see. He held the handset to one ear and tried to listen in on the eerie jungle sounds with the other. Thank God it'll be light in half an hour, he said to himself. Just then, he heard a rush of static in the radio receiver and a voice whispering, Romeo 6, this is Alpha 1, sit rep, over.
John squeezed the handset once, as Sergeant Holmes had instructed him earlier, which caused the noisy static to cease for an instant and then return after releasing the button. Sierra 6, this is Alpha 1. Set rep over. The voice through the handset continued. A break in the static was their response. That continued for the next couple of minutes until all the elements of the company had responded, including the ambush teams. The jungle began to lighten up a little at a time toward the end of John's shift. He watched as a fog began materializing. The moist dew appeared to move as it saturated everything within four feet of the ground. When he felt his poncho liner and fatigues, he found they were already wet.